0: Did you see my tweet? My tweet's going so well.
1: Yeah, it's getting Lego in the city. It's a good tweet. I know. It's a great tweet. It should go on yeah, no. but then if you did that, people will know that it's you. Yeah, no. You'd be doxxed.
0: I would hate that people to know that and buy that.
1: 300 people that's, that like that account that I haven't posted in a year. Mm-hmm. Grant Robertson would be a much bigger threat to Lamingtons than Lamingtons would be a threat to Grant Robertson. Enough of slashing! I wonder whether or not anyone ever asked Barack Obama and John Key if they met because they were of similar age.
0: High taxing, big spending, big government. Okay, Boomer. National will get New Zealand back on track. New Zealand is the greatest little country in the world. Hello, and welcome back to the Iron Duke Podcast, your weekly recap of all things policy and politics, where we run you through our peaks and our pits, interesting bits, and anything that fits from Aotearoa and around the globe. I am joined in Iron Juke Studios with principal consultant, Byron Terrace, Byron High.
1: Hello, Maddie. It's great to be back on yet another episode of the Iron Juke Podcast. This week, listeners, we've got a summary of democracy, <laughs> we've got some tax, we've got a little bit of dental care, and we've got some hardcore cringe that. It just makes me want to squirm. Maddie, let's start with something positive. What is your peak of the week?
0: My peak of the week is the Crown Jewel in the National Party's campaign promise, which is their big tax plan. Mm. Now, the reason it's my peak of the week is I think it was really good retail politics all across the board. Doesn't matter where you sit on the income spectrum, you will be getting a tax cut under national. How the hell are we going to pay for this? Now, that is the important question here. And the reason that this is such good politics is because they're introducing four new taxes that will never touch the sides of anything that middle New Zealand ever has to do in order to pay for it. So that is a, a tax on properties being purchased by foreigners in New Zealand, a tax on online gambling, which is currently a loophole concerning. I know all about this loophole. I spent some time in that loophole. Another tax is returning the tax on commercial depreciation of, of of commercial properties. Again, average mum and dad don't hold one of those. And then the last one is putting additional costs into our immigration setting. So people who are moving here oh, right, have to yeah. pay another tax. So you can see how all of those taxes sit external. And like I said, none of these are going to place any costs on middle New Zealand, but are all really worthwhile taxes. Now, where the party has come a little bit unstuck, where they've faced a lot of criticism in the media so far, is around a potential hole in that tax plan, which is that there are a number of international treaties that say you can't actually put taxes on foreigners that you wouldn't put on your own citizens. But they swear black and blue that they've had good legal advice on this and that they should be fine by it. Just vibe-based advice that you know they're going to be okay by with tax it.
1: experts such as Robin Oliver, the one of New Zealand's premier tax experts.
0: Total Totally, who reckons they can get around that kind of non-discrimination? You just don't call
1: it tax; it's that simple. You just just call it something like it's It's a fee, fee, right? It's a foreign investment fee.
0: And so, Labor, uh, when Labor and Coalition with New Zealand First, they actually banned foreigners from buying houses in New Zealand in 2018. So, what the National Party will be doing is they'll lift that ban, and then if you're a foreigner who buys a house worth over two million dollars, you'll be charged fifteen percent tax. And by my calculations, it's a fee. It's a fee, a fee, a fee. Uh, By my calculations, that's about fifty thousand homes are worth more than two million dollars. New Zealand, which is about three percent of our overall housing stock, so you're going to need a lot of foreigners coming here to buy a lot of houses to make that money, so yeah, that not you and of I can get another thousand and right. forty dollars a year under our tax cut. Not all these houses are for- not all know? of
1: these houses are two million dollars. Yeah, right? so, so if you
0: y- buy a house under $2 million, then you don't, don't have to pay the it.
1: fee? Yeah, you don't have to pay the fee. But, like, you know, the these, these people that are, you know, the, the billionaires that you often hear talk about in the media, yeah. they want to turn up, they buy a piece of property, and they're going to build a house that's like $25 million. They're going to buy mm. something that's absolutely massive. You know, the Kim.com mansion mm. that gets bought by a wealthy individual, they're going to pay that 15% little yeah. fee on the top of it, right? That's fine. That is just like, it's kind of neither here nor there. Mm. The issue with the ban, the foreign buyers ban, it actually caught people on certain types of working visa and people that had already kind of committed to New Zealand. So you're saying to families that had committed to New Zealand through skills visas or whatnot, hey, by the way, you're not allowed to purchase property here either, big guy. And they're not rich. They're not speculators. They just wanted a place to put their family.
0: Uh, They're just other flavours of mums and dads, right? Correct. So that is my peak of the week. Yet to see, you know, a lot of criticism still. Is this going to put increased pressure on the housing market? Is this going to be inflationary? Again, because the tax policy is... Funded from external, like literally international sources, supposedly will all be a okay. And if you haven't already gone that tax calculator and see no, how much you'll get, so
1: that's the plug for the blue yeah, team. Yeah, it there. is. It
0: is. My <laughs> grandparents twenty six dollars a fortnight. Asked them what they're going to do with that, and they said World Vision.
1: World Vision, yeah, that's so wholesome. Beautiful eye. Eh? Yeah, I thought you were going to say cigarettes or something.
0: Well, no, that's what you're going to do with your forty dollars in Hey, yo, cents, uh, whoa, hey, whoa,
1: whoa. <laughs> easy there, Tiger. Jeez.
0: <laughs> you were less than impressed by the blue team this week. What's your pet of the week?
1: My pet of the week was the ultimate political cringe core of the two major party launches over the weekend. You had the Labour Party take the Saturday 12 o'clock slot so that they were uh, with their faithful at the Altair Centre in the middle of Auckland. They had some Freedom's NZ protesters outside, but of course the big cringe core is, you know, and I, I, I struggle with this, I don't know, this might be a Kiwi thing, this might just be a me thing, is the, is the fake enthusiasm... The cha The whoop-whooping The just We just need to get behind Chris Hipkins And he stands up there And he's a pretty small guy And he says come Kind of middle of the road Political yeah, small
0: stuff out. He's like
1: 5'8 And then he just gets Like you know All the big hollers and everything And it just It just feels like ugh, it's, just, it's just so annoying And then the most... Beautiful moment happens is that f- some Freedom New Zealand like protester gets up and has an absolute go and it just derails the whole thing, starts shouting at Helen Clark when she's speaking. It's just, it just felt How like How do a you little, shut
0: that down? Oh, you just, do you they just had tackle to, them?
1: They had to. They had to just manhandle this person out but of the I would the just venue. treat them
0: like a streaker.
1: Yeah, you turn all the cameras off and you go to commercial.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Whilst I had a <laughs> bunch of guys <laughs> <laughs> in hivers <laughs> <laughs> by <laughs> <laughs> Red Stack, this is a new
1: episode <laughs> of The Simpsons. <laughs> they just go to commercial, right? So that was the Labour Party launch. Really yeah. seamless. They had a policy announcement that we'll talk about soon. Mm. And then, of course, taking out the 1.30pm Sunday slot, you know, after church. After gotta, church. Got to finish church. Yeah. So you can go to the Manukau Event Centre in Auckland, another one in Auckland. And church of Luxon. Church of Deluxe, de And again, like, just political cringe court like you wouldn't the believe.
0: The leader of the National Party and our next Prime Minister, Question I've got for all of you is who are you going to give your party vote to? Can you say it again? Awesome.
1: I didn't think that Nicola Willis spoke explicitly well. I thought it was a bit forced. The venue was a bit too big, so there were empty seats when the cameras panned. The yeah, ca- not
0: many National Party members living in Monaco. Monaco, if I'm yeah. So,
1: probably an interesting electorate to choose to do that in. And then you kind of had the. You'd pause for impact and there just wouldn't be any kind of pizzazz from the audience. It's just, it just I felt think, cringe. I don't
0: think your it. average voter was watching either of these. And I'm spectacles.
1: not your average voter, so I'm tuned there right is in. There's nothing about you that is average. Correct. You're I was tuned. I was tuned right <laughs> in. I was listening every single word. What's going on here? And then the biggest cringe of all a <laughs> fucking pledge card. <laughs> a pledge card with eight things Can that Chris Lux is going to do for you. So. Oh, essentially, New Zealand, what a pledge card is. It's a politician putting down in writing as if they are saying to you, here are my promises in writing, and they outlined their things. The last time we had pledge cards in New Zealand was Helen Clark in 2002, where she pledged her commitments to you. To work with all sectors to create an innovative, growing economy with more jobs and some other promises. Yeah, and so whatnot. it's not
0: real. It's not real policy. It's just kind of aspirationally based. And when Byron says pledge card, it is like it is a physical thing. It's a physical and, postcard in uh, this case. Hundreds of thousands of New Zealanders will be receiving the National Party's pledge card in their letterbox over the next two weeks.
1: So if Helen Clark in 2002 was committing to you to work with all sectors to grow an innovative economy. Lux Deluxe is pledging to you to lower inflation and grow the economy to ease the cost of living and create better paying jobs. Point one on both the old, which is represented here by the paper, <laughs> and point two, rep- pledge card two, represented by the iPhone 13 Pro. <laughs> iPhone 13 are the exact same thing. And we are. T- What, we are 21 years apart Mm. and it just brought back all of these cringe Does
0: um, O2 Pledge Card talk about climate change though? Uh,
1: Climate change wasn't invented in 2002. And and
0: 2023 Pledge Card does. But hey, you know what
1: Helen Clark talked about? What? tougher sentences for the most serious offenders.
0: Well, I maybe Hipkins should pick up that pledge card and decide a few ideas and
1: just lastly, a honorable mention goes to chris Luxon's loyal lackey Jacob Flaherty, with mm-hmm. one of the best announcer voices announcing every single National Party MP like they're walking into Wrestlemania yeah. oh it was just crippling cringe-worthy.
0: Jake is the professional commentator for a number of stadiums around the country and I think that was probably the peak of a lot of those candidates career who will not be seeing the smooth green leather seats of oh smooth I imagine that I've never sat in a, a well, seat I imagine in they're parliament. pretty
1: pitted though like you know what someone's been on, sitting depends there depends for,
0: on who the MP that sat in your seat was before it's you it's not name names how many skinny bitches out there are.
1: <laughs> so that's me kind of cringing up to the max mm. at looking at our democracy. Maddie, what's your pit of the week?
0: Yeah, well, mine was actually that announcement you were referring to at the Labour Party uh, campaign extravaganza launch. Um, and that was free dental care to everyone under the age of 30 in two years' time. So I will still be under the age of 30. Byron will be closer to 40. And what that means Thank you. for the average day voter, probably good good policy. Like, it is good public policy to provide universal dental care. Dental care is one of those things that if you have poor dental health, you will have poorer health outcomes more broadly. And we know for a fact there's a number of determinants in terms of uh, you know if people continue to get dental care after the age of 18. And the biggest one is like in your early adulthood life, if you make a routine habit of seeing the dentist, seeing the hygienist, you will continue to do it through life. But many people don't because you're a student and you're poor and your ex-boyfriend is not a dentist. So you you don't really have options there, right? And what this policy looks like is very, very similar to what the Green Party have already announced. The Green Party have gone for universal, universal dental care. Now, throwback... To 2020, the last election campaign, mm. when the Labor Party promised New Zealand 20 mobile dental clinics to reach hard-to-access kids in rural and regional New Zealand at a cost of $30 million. Guess how many of those dental clinics are currently on the road right now? Uh,
1: two. Two. Zero. Oh, Zero. But they're just a van, right? Yeah, but even
0: still, how hard is it to get a fucking van and put like a little torture chamber content in there and um, just rip a few teeth out?
1: Secondhand vehicle market's pretty hot at the moment, Maddie, so maybe it is well, pretty tough to get a You could have got oh, LDV. It's just so
0: annoying. It's so annoying that so much of their policy just cannot be believed based on their track record. Let's line this up against the mental health beds. Remember when they promised hundreds, if not thousands, of more mental health beds at a cost of $1.8 billion in the last budget, and less than 100 of those beds have been introduced. Mm. If the Labor Party was smart, If they wanted us to believe them, if they wanted us to believe their capability, they would make campaign promises that do not require any shovels in the ground, any new people to be employed, or or basically anyone to partner with. They would do great stuff like they have in terms of banning gay conversion therapy, stuff that they can do at their desk with their little pens, you know, stroke of the pen policy. We talk about it all the time. The Labor Party's been very, very good at this. They'll go and sign free trade deals. They just need to be pen and paper. They just need to promise stuff that they can actually deliver, and then they might have a fighting chance in this election because I, I want it to be close. I want it to, to be an aggressive contest of ideas. But who believes that the Labor Party is going to be able to get enough dentists in to service everyone under the age of 30 once a year? Hey,
1: look, I, I rode in on my light rail today uh, yeah. that got built by the Labor Party, Precisely. and I'm a great time. I think the
0: Labor Party has done a, a lot of incredible stuff during its term, over the last six years in general. But I don't think any of those things have been delivering better public services because that involves actually delivering outcomes.
1: i tell you why I'm not a huge advocate of free dental care for all funded by the state. Because if you look at all of the challenges that happen in the state healthcare service, which is where this would go, your wait times, and you know a lack of staff, and a lack of innovation, and public services. You're going to get all of that, but for dentistry. Yeah, I know. So you're actually going to get a worse product that's mildly more accessible, mm. but you're still going to encounter exactly what you talked about, which is where are the extra staff going to come from. Where are you going to pay for this? By the way, you know, interest repayments on government debt is now the third largest expense. We spend more for the on government that
0: every single week than we do on our police force,
1: which is just crazy. Just and so servicing debt. This is one. Of, this feels to me like a, one of those campaign promises that you just do. You just make. You just well, say
0: seventy percent of polled New Zealanders support universal free dental care, so it sounds like a really great idea. Yeah, and but if
1: you say to someone, "Do you want two thousand dollars?" Guarantee eighty percent of people are going to be like, "Yeah, sure, I'd have two thousand dollars." Mm. It's it's a simple thing. Do you want free shit? Yeah, sure, I want free shit. No one's really thinking about the nuances of the dental industry or if it's going to overlap with health and all the problems we have in the health sector, right? It's in not in the same happen.
0: way that when they promised those mental health beds, they were not thinking about the person standing. Oh, no, that sounds ju- good. Them. Sounds good. Yeah, it Don't does. Know. And that's my frustration. Sounds and good, doesn't work. Byron, what's your peak of the week?
1: So last Friday we attended the Arrow Valley debate. It's the
0: Royal Week, that was both of us hanging out after hours. Uh,
1: so game. like mid our like 45 hours a week, kind of, you know, upper limit there. And it was a really, it was an intense debate for the Wellington Central candidates, you know. Each of the parties, you know, by Act sent someone along to basically get squirted with a water gun if they went over time and heckled by a incredible... I or- think
0: heckled is a very polite way yeah. of talking about Heckled it.
1: forward slash abuse, Abused. depending on what your political leanings are, of course. And what it showed to me was this little packed hall in Arrow Valley, not the wealthy part of town, turn up, you know, lots of students, turn up and engage... With what the local candidates are talking about and their visions for New Zealand, their views of things. Look, we all know that it's going to be a Labour candidate or a Le- or a Greens candidate that's going to win, but the Nats turn up, New Zealand First turn up, Vision New Zealand, legalized
0: cannabis, <laughs> legalized cannabis, the Workers, Union. the Workers
1: Union Party. I'd never heard of them, but they turn up and they they have their ideas and they say their ideas in a forum where people can actually engage. Yes, by engagement, I do mean heckling, hurl <laughs> abuse, and asking questions. But it was pretty cool because you can imagine. Other there are other countries, and even in the USA, where politics is actually not as accessible for everyday people. It is difficult to vote, it's difficult to register to vote, it's difficult to get to know your candidates. You know, you're at work and they're holding a street corner meeting and that's about it, really. And mm. it's like, well, how am I supposed to understand what's going on? So actually having the ability and the freedom to engage with our own candidates here in New Zealand is something that we cannot take for granted. And we've got to be super careful. Because you see these you know, images of a you know, Prime Minister getting hit, uh, heckled and kind of abused by people when he turns mm-hmm. up at, uh, at markets or whatnot, and then the security apparatus starts kicking in and getting around him. You've got to be careful, New Zealand, because I, too much of that yeah. you start to push your politicians away. I totally my, agree. My favourite example of that is actually Anthony Albanese. Now Anthony Albanese will not be seen out in public unless there is a security entourage – in their mufti clothes, out there in the crowd, because everything he stands for has become so charged in Australia, oh, he's fears for his safety. L- let's
0: talk about that closer to home. There was there was a reason that Ardern was not out in public in the last eight months of her prime ministership; Correct. she was facing such horrific threats to her own personal safety. Correct. I yeah. While well, look, while it was a really cool event and and great to see democracy in action, uh, the, That's fact, That's the fact that some people think it is appropriate to hurl that level of abuse. Mm. In a society that prides itself on being so open and, open inc- and accessible, inclusive right. and accessible shocked me. Yep. And I think it speaks to this wider theme that we are becoming increasingly divisive. Mm. I would go as far as say the vitriol of the left versus the right was out of control yeah, it was at, pretty wild, at yeah. that particular event. But that's not to say that it doesn't go the other way around when you're in a completely different crowd either.
1: And so we've got to be really careful to protect that access – Make sure that we actually have an environment where we can debate ideas, mm. and you know someone dis- someone disagrees, and you're not going to say they are transphobe, homophobe. You're the worst person that's ever existed. You're a filthy capitalist. You're someone said that, that, go the other kill thing. yourself. So, I yeah, I yeah. did. Yeah, I did hear that. That's that was pretty nasty. Uh, we've got to be careful not to fall into that because then we lose access to democracy, mm. and that to me is a scary thought.
0: Very, very scary thought. Do you know what else is a scary thought? The fact that you and I don't disagree on that much. That's also a scary
1: thought. We have no groupthink.
0: So we do still need to (coughs) prioritise the contest of good ideas. But in order to do that, people have to have good ideas.
1: And you know one of the really good ways of having a contest of ideas? A quick fire, hot or not.
0: (laughs) Right, then Byron take us away.
1: Okay, hot or not, New Zealand first's approach to social media.
0: Uh, Hot. It's actually pretty good.
1: Okay, so this one's an either or. So... uh, Ding for the first and then for the second oh,
0: I know what this is
1: rodeo or rodeo
0: <laughs> rodeo every time rodeo. if you don't know what we're talking about go and look at the latest Winston Peters ad
1: Winston Peters ad that's right and lastly the serious question here uh, hold or not keeping first year free tertiary
0: not it's been a massive public policy failure
1: that's right uh,
0: for me number one uh, from the last seven days the new Lego store that's opening up at the bottom of our building
1: oh hot times 10 nice
0: um, the attack ads from the CTU in which Luxon actually does look evil.
1: He looks like Mussolini. So It's the
0: pinstripe suit. Yeah. Men out there, don't ever wear a fucking pinstripe suit.
1: Look, I'm going to say not because I don't like that type of politics in New oh. Zealand.
0: And lastly, $40.10 more international in your bank account, hot or not?
1: Sure, hot on balance.
0: Spoken like a man who doesn't need the money. <laughs> it just makes no difference to me.
1: Well, New Zealand. Between now and the election, make sure you get out, meet your local candidates, engage with some form of democracy this election season because you never know when it will become harder to access in the future. So make the most of it while it lasts. And until then, we'll we'll see you next week. week.